Welcome to Wake Up With KC, where you can discover new concepts and perspectives and transform your life to become the best version of you and live your best life now. Every Monday, you can reach out to me at wakeupwithkc at gmail.com. Hello, hello. Good morning. It's another awesome Monday. That's what I'm going to do and say. And I hope everything, you had a wonderful weekend. And now it's time to wake up with Casey. And I, over the weekend, I got some books and I came across this one. And I don't know if you know about it, but um, my partner always talked about this guy named Sitchin. So I was curious. And his name is Zachariah. Sitchin and he's got other books and based on doing research I kept coming across this name amongst others and whatnot so I'm like oh I'm gonna go get this book and find out what it's all about well the names again I have a hard time pronouncing however I came across this one chapter and it's it just like works like I read the book and I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm talking about with these codes in these laws. Now this is his his part. I think it's uh, chapter two. And, but the thing about this book, there's drawings of these symbols and artifacts that other researchers. Now, he has his references of where he got his stuff from. And all these studies from like back in the early 1900s, man, it's fascinating. And all these, you know, sculptures and drawings that they found on um you know, these walls and, and whatnot uh, and tablets and potteries and all this other stuff. It's just mind-blowing, y'all. So anyhow, but here's what he said before I get to, you know, Lipit Ishtar. But he, he's like, well before Hamber Ami, uh, Hamber Ami, a Sumerian ruler of the city-state of Eshnunana, northeast of Babylon, encoded laws that set maximum prices for foodstuffs and for the rental of wagons and boats so that the poor could not be oppressed. There were also laws dealing with offense against person and property and regulations pertaining to family matters and to master-servant relations. Even earlier, a code was prom promulgated promulgated by lipid ishtar a ruler of isen which um the 38 laws that remain legible on the party preserved tablet a copy of an original that was engraved on a stone stella or stila deal with real estate slaves and servants marriage and inheritance the hiring of boats the rental of oxen and defaults on taxes hello this is like over like hello years i mean Oh my God. Hello. How do they think of this stuff? So anyhow, Hootie, as was done by Amber Ambi after him, Lipidishtar explained in the prologue of to his code that he acted on the instructions of the great God who had ordered him to bring well-being to the Sumerians and the Akkadians. Yet even Lipidishtar was not the first Sumerian law encoder. Fragments of clay tablets that have been found contain copies of laws in coded by Yernamu, a ruler of Ur, circa 2350 BC. Hello? More than half a millennium before Ambarambi, the laws enacted on the authority of the god Nanar, 
were aimed at stopping and punishing the grabbers of the citizens' oxen, sheep, and donkeys so that the orphan shall not fall prey to the wealthy, the widow shall not prey to the powerful, the man of one shekel shall not fall prey to a man of sixty shekels. Yernamo also decreed honest and unchanged unchangeable weights and measurements. They had weights and measurements back then. But the Sumerian legal system and the enforcement of justice go back even farther in time. By 2600 BC, so much has already have happened in Sumer that the N.C. Yurukajina found it necessary to institute reform. A long inscription by him has been called by scholars a precious record of man's first social reform based on a sense of freedom, equality, and justice. A French revolution imposed by a king 4,400 years before July 14, 1789. Hello, do you like, hear a connection here? History repeating itself, just saying. The reform decree, Yuryu Kajina, listed the evils of his time first, then the reforms. The evils consisted primarily of the unfair use by supervisors of their powers to take the best for themselves, the abuse of official status, the extortion of high prices by monopolistic groups. All such injustices and many more were prohibited by the reform decree. An official could no longer set his own price for a good donkey or a house. A big man could no longer course a common citizen the rights of the blind poor widowed and orphaned were restated a divorced woman nearly 5,000 years ago was granted the protection of the law hmm hmm things that make you think okay and I'm telling you people think outside the box there's there's things that are connected with our history history does leave clues just like success leaves clues and if you want to be able to awaken from the mental program and the limited beliefs from the religion that we were brought up in this shows that they're they took pieces of from now the language oh I can't wait to come about the language how some of it is similar that they wind up um through their research and studying their similarities between the Hebrew Sumerian Babylon and all of them I'll get to that later but let's get back to the codes so anyhow hold up all right it makes you question how long did the Sumerian civilization existed that it required a major reform hello clearly a long time for Eurokajina to claim that it was his god Nigursu who called upon him to restore the decrees of former days you gotta understand like Nigursu Inki Enlil Marduk and whatnot they were actually from another planet and they were considered gods hello there's not just one god oh my goodness the Sumerian laws were upheld by a court system in which the proceedings and judgments as well as contracts were meticulously recorded and preserved. The justices acted more like juries than judges. A court was usually made up of three or four judges, one of whom was a professional royal judge, and the others drawn from a panel of 36 men. Hello! 
Do you see a similarity here? While the Babylonians made rules and regulations, the Sumerians were concerned with justice, for they believed that the gods appointed the kings primarily to assure justice in the land. More than one parallel can be drawn here that the concepts of justice and morality, what what was written in the Old Testament, even before the Hebrews had kings, they were governed by judges. Kings were judged not by their conquest or wealth, but by the extent to which they did the righteous thing. In the Jewish religion, the New Year marks a 10-day period during which the deeds of men are weighed and evaluated to determine their fate in the coming year. It's probably more than a coincidence that Sumerians believe that a deity named Nashe annually judged mankind in the same manner. Hmm. Now you want to know how the Hebrews got their, and the Jews got their, you know, their, 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 their writings and whatnot. They followed the from way past then of what was going on and they took it upon themselves to change some things to their own agenda. Hello? So this is just, oh my God. So let's get back to Lippity Star. Oh, I just lost my place where I was. Oh no, I'll find it. No problem. So any howdy hootie, it's it lipid ishtar i mean what kind of name is that anyway but anyhow we're gonna get to lipid ishtar right after this hello this is kc would you like to be a sponsor for wake up with kc at a very affordable price why not advertise your products services or goods here on this show another creative way to market your business here at wake up with kc contact me for more details at wakeupwithkc at gmail.com. Welcome back to Wake Up With KC, the place to awaken and be the best new you so you can live your best life now. Okay, we're back. So, anyhow, howdy hootie. I'm going over the code of Lipidishtar and the code of Ernamu, okay? So, I don't, I can't remember. Hold up. Let's look at the year here. Oh, my God, these years. Okay, so the code of Ernamu is one of the oldest codes surviving today. It is the Mesopotamia and is written on tablets. And you can actually go check it out it's in the and it's located it's on a like a, a a clay tablet of some sort and it's in the instable archaeology museum and this goes back to 2100 to 2050 bc and the code of lipid ishtar is 1900 bc so if they go backwards then er namu came in to reign before Lipid Ishtar. So let's go with that instead because I'm like, huh? <laughs> this is so, I mean, it's mind boggling with all this information, but it's interesting. Like they have similarities and whatnot. And let me tell you something they were harsh. Holy shit. Here, if a man commits murder, that man must be killed. Plain and simple. If a man commits a robbery, he will be killed. If a man commits a kidnapping, he is to be imprisoned and pay 15 shekels of silver. Hmm. If a slave marries a slave and that slave is set free, he does not 
leave the household. If a slave marries a native free person, he, she is to hand the firstborn son over to his owner. Hmm, that's interesting. If a man violates the right of another and deflowers the virgin wife of a young man, they shall kill that male. Hmm. If a wife of a man followed after another man and slept with her, they shall slay that woman, but the male shall be set free. Really? If a man proceeded by force and deflowered the virgin female slave of another man, that man only pays five shekels of silver. Really? If a man divorces his first-time wife, he shall pay her one mina of silver. Hmm. If it is a former widow whom he divorces, he shall pay her half a mina of silver. That's weird. If the man had slept with the widow without there having been any marriage contract, he need not pay any silver. I mean, really, these are their laws that they wrote back in those times. If a man is accused of, now it says, it, the translator of the word disputed, some interpret as sorcery. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to get back to what sorcery meant back then. It wasn't witchcraft. I, I don't believe it was like witchcraft of what they call it today. It meant something else back in those days, okay? He must undergo ordeal by water. If he is proven innocent, his accuser must pay three shekels, okay? If a man accused a wife of a man of adultery and the river Odile proved her innocent, then the man who accused her must pay one third of a minna of silver. If a prospective son-in-law enters the house of his prospective father-in-law, but his father-in-law later gives his daughter to another man, the father-in-law shall return the rejected son-in-law twofold the amount of bridal presents he bought, he had brought. Wow. And then, I mean, it's, wow. Oh, and they have something, um, if a man knocks out a tooth of another man, he shall pay two shekels of silver. Now, in the other one that I see with, um, Am uh, I think the Amber Rombi, there was a one that's older than that but it's stated that if a man hold up if a man i think this is one of amber Rombie's codes if a man knocked out and in, in the older uh codes because i was like wow oh here it is uh this is code law from amber Rombie 200 if a man knocked out a tooth of a man of his own rank they shall knock out his tooth so if you knocked another man's tooth out then that man has the right to knock out your tooth so I mean, but see, and your Nama's, uh, your n Namu, he puts it, if a man knocks out a tooth of another man, he shall pay two shekels of silver. So you see how they go and change some of the laws to either benefit or to better, you know, the equality and justice and, and offenses and whatnot. But some of them are like really outrageous. Oh my God. Um, it, I mean, yeah. And with uh, your Namu's codes, there is only 32 from what they've gotten, but it's, it's really fascinating. And then Lipit Ishtar from her from what he put in, I see only nine codes. But here's the thing about these 
um, it, you call them kings, lords, or whatnot. It they both state that now here here's funny because okay with your nanu all right here's what the the prologue of the typical from the Macedonia invokes the deities okay they're 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 considered the deities uh, god's kingship and whatnot of nana and you two and decrees equity in the land so they all state that after Anu An and Enlel had turned over the kingship of Ur to Nana at the time did Yur Namu who's a son so this is how royalty becomes and kingship comes into play and established through who who born of Nin's son the beloved mother who bore him in accordance with his principles of e equity and truth so then uh he became a mighty warrior the king of ur king of sumer and akkad by the might of nana lord of the city and in accordance with the true word of Yutu, established the equity in the land he banished maldiction violence and strife and set the monthly temple expenses at 90 gur of barley 30 sheep and 30 Sila, Sila, a butter. Hmm, they had, they made butter back then. Wow. Okay. So he fashioned the bronze Sila measure. He standardized the one mina weight and standardized the stone weight of a shekel of silver in relation to one mina. And the orphans were not delivered up to the rich man. The widow was not delivered up to the mighty man. And the man of one shekel was not delivered up to the man of one uh, mina or mina. So one mina is one sixty of a talent was made equal to 60 shekels. One shekel equaled 8.3 grams or 0.3 ounces back in those times. So I find that very fascinating between your Namu and then with the Lipid Ishtar. Lipid Ishtar states when Anu and Enlil had called Lipid Ishtar, Lipid Ishtar, the wise shepherd. Now he wasn't born into from all the other, I guess, deities who had sex with other human beings and whatnot, but a wise shepherd and whose name had been pronounced by Nunaminer to the princeship of the land in order to establish justice in the land, to banish complaints, to turn back enmity and rebellion by force of arms, and to bring well-being to the Sumerians and Akkadians. Then I, Lipid Ishtar, the humbled shepherd of Nippur, N-I-P-P-U-R, the stalwart farmer of Ur, who abandons not Eridu, the suitable lord of Erech, king of Isin, king of Sumar and Akkad, whom fit the heart of Mana, established justice in Sumar and Akkad in accordance with the word of Enlil. See, they both claim that they were, they talked to these so-called gods who are aliens from other planets let's get real and told them that this is what they said so i find this fascinating that they have some similarities in their laws now here here's the one thing i can wait they had child support back then and it states if a man's wife has not borne him children but a harlot from the public square has borne him children he shall provide grain oil and clothing for that harlot the children which the harlot was born him shall be his 
heirs, and as long as his wife lives, the harlot shall not live in the house with the wife. This is the earliest known codified provision for child support. That's what the child support was back then. Grain, oil, and clothing. <laughs> I mean, they figured it out. <laughs> I just find this fascinating, don't you? I mean, like, wow. <laughs> Well, anyhow, there's more coming right up right after this. Hello, this is KC. Would you like to be a sponsor for Wake Up With KC at a very affordable price? Why not advertise your products, services, or goods here on this show? Another creative way to market your business here at Wake Up With KC. Contact me for more details at wakeupwithkc at gmail.com. Welcome back to Wake Up With KC, the place to awaken and be the best new you, so you can live your best life now. Okay, so we found out that there was child support back then in a different way, but yeah. And you know what I find fascinating about this? Like, there is some discrepancy here with some of these laws. Like, if a man accused his wife of sleeping around and having an affair and whatnot, to prove her innocence, she had to deal with an ordeal of water. But if a man, you know, um, wasn't having any children with his wife, but he went to go have an affair with a harlot and then she bore children, he had to give child support, and but he didn't have to go deal with an ordeal of water to prove his innocence. So apparently he's guilty because um, <laughs> got children out of it. So what is the, the punishment? for him for having an affair with the child support? Really? No. That's just not right. I'm serious. This is... Some of these things are really... I'm sorry, ridiculous. And I'd like to have a word with these what Anunnaki went. I'm like, what were you thinking? Really? Seriously? And here's the question that I ask. They went to these so earthlings, human beings, you know, Lipidishtar, and you got your Namu, and you got Hambarambi, and and I'm like, okay, so you had a conversation with these people and um you told them about how to make these laws and whatnot. And I'm like, well, where did you get these laws from? How did you come up with these laws for human beings, earthlings? Is it the same way that's over on your planet? Is this how you guys live? Because I, I question even that. So I find this very interesting and you know what I'm gonna go I'm gonna be like a parina I'm gonna go after the truth until there's nothing left but the truth that's how I roll so I don't know about you but wake up to history history leaves clues folks and there it's there it's available to us and oh my gosh I just got um a hold of a very interesting person that I am learning so much even more this person has actually taken the time to travel to these places interpret these cuneiform writings and he's traveled to these places which i find very fascinating and he just like wow his knowledge his wisdom from his experience he questioned things just like i am and he went on this journey and he's got so much valuable information of what he now understands and now he's teaching it too I'm just like at the beginning, but I feel like, holy shit, this guy's done even more. I want to learn more. 
more from him. What did he see? What did he witness? What did he interpret? He studied this stuff. And he even said that, hey, you got to let go of your ego and you got to let go of your beliefs and start questioning things. And I've been like, ask a question, question everything. You know, Dr. Joe Vitelli. And he's doing the same thing. And he's like, I feel like when I'm watching him, I'm actually talking to him through the computer. He's not like responding back because I'm just, you know, what he's talking about. I'm like agreeing going, that's what I say. That's what I, um, hello, I'm talking about that now. Like, oh my God, I'm so fascinated by you. I just want to, you know, like soak you up like a sponge. I just want to literally reach down into his little mind of his and just transport it into mine so I could get the download too. But (laughs) that doesn't work that way, (laughs) you know, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I would love to. So anyhow, I'm just trying to reach out to him so I could talk to him. And, you know, I'd like to have him on my show. And I just, I'm just going to be a little bit, you know, on the down low until it happens. And when it does happen, oh my God, it's going to be wild. Then the information that he has, I was just blown away. And he talks about the same thing I'm sharing with you. But there's so much more. I'm just like, wow. Oh my God. But anyhow, let's get back to these codes. (laughs) I'm just like fascinated. Now, here we go back now later. Amber Ambie, right? He has a prologue. Now he goes from when Marduk, the god of Babylon, sent him to rule the people and to bring help to the country. So he established law and justice in the language of the land and promoted the welfare of the people. At the time, he decreed justice in regards to um, man accusing another man, charging him with murder, but can't prove it. The accuser shall be put to death. So back in those days, if you accuse somebody of murder or doing something and that you can't show proof, See how it sort of changes later and during the evolution of time periods and whatnot? Then you, the accuser, gets put to death. Wow. And then, oh, and they even talk about if a man accused uh, another of laying a spell upon him but has no proof, the accused should go to the sacred river, shall plunge into the sacred river, and if the sacred river shall conquer him, he that accused him shall take possession of his house. And if the sacred river shall show innocence, he is saved, his accuser accuser should be put to death. Wow. (laughs) I mean, like if you bear false witness and dove and cannot establish the testimony that he was given the case involving life that man shall be put to death they're talking about justice here it, it, it's just mind-boggling and then in property if a man has stolen a child he shall be put to death i mean some of it's really harsh and some of it is like oh my god if it is a life that is lost the city and governor shall pay one pound of silver to his heirs Hmm, that's interesting. That's not how it is today, for sure. (laughs) You know, I'm like, wow. If a man practices robbery and is captured, that man shall be put to death. Wow, holy shit, this is mind-boggling. Oh, here's irrigation. They had irrigation laws and codes, too. If a man neglects to maintain his dike and does not strengthen it and it break is made and made his um and his dike and the waters carry away the 
farmland. The man in whose dike um, that broke has been made shall replace the grain which has been damaged. If um, he's not able to replace the grain, they shall sell him and his goods and the farmers whose grain the water has carried away shall divide the proceeds from the sale. Now, they had trade back then too, just saying. I mean, it's, it's, wow. Oh, they made beer, they made wine. <laughs> this is like, wow. Oh, here, if a priestess who is not living in a convent opens a wine shop or enters a wine shop for a drink, they shall burn that woman. Are you freaking serious? A priestess? Huh. They let the gods drink and get married and, and, and these priests do the same thing. But when it comes to a woman who's a priestess, she can't even enter a wine shop for a drink. Wow. Talk about discrimination. Holy shit. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Doggone shame. Doggone shame. <laughs> and you guys are sleeping. Hello. Oh, my God. God. Okay, if the agent is careless and does not take a receipt for the money which he has given to the merchant, the money, not the receipted, for shall not be placed to his account. Huh. If a wine seller does not take grain for the price of a drink, but takes money by the large way, or if she makes the measure of drink smaller than the measure of grain, they shall call the wine seller to account and throw her into the water. Wow. Okay. This is interesting. Okay, family. Here we go with family. If the wife of a man is caught lying with another man, they shall bind them and throw them into the water. If the husband of the woman wishes to spare his wife, then the king shall spare his servant. Really? If a man has ravished another's betrothed wife who is a virgin while still living in her father's house and has been caught in the act, that man shall be put to death. The woman should go free. Oh, gee. How kind. If a man has accused his wife, but she has not been caught lying with another man, she shall take an oath in the name of God and return to her house. Really? Get real. Oh my God, these codes. And if the wife of a man who's living in her husband's house has persisted in going out and is, has acted the fool, has wasted her house, has belittled her husband. Oh, does this sound familiar? Oh my God. Um, let's see. Belittled her husband, he shall per persecute her. If her husband has said, I divorce her, she shall go her way. He shall give her nothing as her price of divorce. If her husband has said, I will not divorce her, he may take another woman to wife. The wife shall live as a slave in her husband's house. Really? That is so, that's fucking messed up. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. This shit. Oh my God. And you guys, holy shit, this is so, I'm like, read, this is in the code of law. It's written in, in text. It's written in, in a cuneiform on a freaking Stella. And if you want to know what it is, look it up. Oh my God, do your own research. At least I'm sharing what I'm finding with you. But oh my God, this is so much. I, there's like so much more. I'm going to have to continue this next Monday. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. But oh my God, it's mind boggling.
mind-boggling. Just saying. Enjoy your weekend. This is Wake Up With KC. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope this episode helped you. Join me every Monday and you can reach out and say hey at wakeupwithkc at gmail.com. Have an amazing week and talk to you next Monday for more amazing topics to share with you that you don't want to miss.